Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Greetings, dear ones. It's nice to be back with you after a two-week hiatus. Um, I had only meant to take one week off, but we had some hard family stuff last week. Uh, a lot of my uncle passed away, and there were some other just sad family events, and I don't like my attention to be divided. I don't want to be with you unless I can give you 100%. So I decided to give my family 100% last week and wait until I could give you everything I had, which is my goal always. So um, at this point, I actually don't remember what it was I wanted to talk about with you all this week. But what keeps coming up for me is empathy. And I think it's because, uh, as you probably know, death brings out the worst in people. And I personally am having a really difficult time practicing empathy. And so I think that's why it's really, really important for me to talk about it as a reminder for myself, if nothing else. But I think it's all something that we all can relate to. So I'm not talking about sympathy and I'm not talking about compassion. I'm talking about empathy, which is our ability to feel or perceive or understand someone else's experience or perspective or take on things. And I don't think that we do this nearly enough. I think sometimes we're able to do it in events like death or something serious. But I feel like when I watch the news, I'm just watching people holding signs, protesting and shouting at each other. So I don't think there's a lot of empathy going on in the world right now. And you know, the other thing for whatever reason, I've just turned into a complete history nerd this summer, and I've been watching all of the Ken Burns documentaries. So I started with the Civil War, and then I watched the Roosevelt's, and now I am in the process of watching The War, which is about World War II. And I just have to say, as an observer with no military experience, um, as someone who tries to really stay out of politics and tries to be blissfully ignorant on a lot of world affairs to protect my <laughs> overly sensitive heart, war seems utterly senseless to me. And I say that with great respect, uh, even having men who I admire and love so deeply in my family that served very, very proudly. And I don't have any intentions of dishonoring what they have done or what any other military people have done. It's certainly not something that I could do, but the act of war itself just seems utterly senseless to me. And again, I have to wonder if we were better at practicing empathy, would we need to have wars at all? So tonight, I want you out of your comfort zone. I want you to really take this journey with me 
This is not about being respectful or polite. I'm going to give you a couple different scenarios and I don't want you to just listen. I want you to actively participate and see if you can put yourself in that position of empathy. So as I mentioned a moment ago, we're kind of living in this age of great polarity where we're having race wars and religious wars and you know black lives matter blue lives matter all lives matter we have pro-lifers and pro-choicers we have republicans and democrats we have omnivores and vegans and i'm not sure why there can't be a place for everyone why any one group or mindset or sect or culture has to be more important than the other but since we have so many hot button issues today, I'm gonna walk you through a couple of scenarios and I'm not endorsing or advocating any one thing. It is not my job to be political or to convert you, but I want you to look at both perspectives and see how you feel because inevitably you're going to be on one side of things. So if we start with abortion, I will give you two very specific examples. Um, the first one with the permission of my sister. My sister is extraordinarily, unabashedly, unapologetically pro-life. And she has struggled with infertility for, at this point, probably close to 15 years. And so to her, it is a heartbreak that anyone would terminate a pregnancy when there are people like herself who are, at least to date, unable to conceive naturally or sometimes even with assistance. Um, so I just want you to put yourself in that position of wanting to be a parent more than anything in the world and not being able to make that happen, to feel like your body is a failure to feel that life is precious and a miracle and a gift, to feel that taking another life, and I'm not going to debate whether or not a fetus is a life or when it's a viable life or when they determine consciousness has evolved. Again, I'm not preaching any particular um, way here. I just want you to put yourself in that position that if it was the biggest dream of your life and you couldn't make it happen and you saw people from your perspective disposing of lives, lives that you would gladly scoop up and raise as your own in a heartbeat, imagine how senseless and heartless and maybe even selfish that might feel for you. And I just want you to think about that, whether you're pro-life and this resonates or you're pro-choice and it doesn't. I just want you to put yourself in that perspective for a moment. And then on the other hand, I have a friend who was put in the awful, awful position of having to choose between her life and the life of her unborn child and she chose her life and the result of that was that she really couldn't recover and her marriage ended in divorce and she went through many many years of depression um, 
but can you imagine being in the position where you had to choose whether or not you were going to live or die? Or when I used to do social work, um, I had to help arrange for a client to have an abortion. And can you imagine what it would be like if you had a child who was not conceived in love, who would be a daily reminder of an awful experience. So this was a woman who was continually raped by an abusive partner that was also physically abusive and she was trying to make a new life for herself and break free from this relationship and she did not want any ties to someone that was hurting her physically, sexually, and emotionally on a nearly daily basis and she didn't want to have to explain to a child where its father was or the kind of person that it was. She was not going to subject this child to the abuse that she was suffering and she also didn't want her child to grow up without a father. So can you put yourself in that position of being someone who finds themselves pregnant and is not in a loving, wonderful partnership where this child has been wanted and yearned for? These are two very, very different sides. And again, I'm not saying that one is right or one is wrong, but I think if women would stop standing across the street screaming at each other and have a conversation, I don't know that any minds would be swayed, but I think the world would feel a little safer, and I think women in general would feel more supported and more engaged with each other and more committed to helping each other find solutions to problems. So that's one scenario. Um, another one is there seems to be a great divide right now between religious and non-religious people. And I want to tread very lightly here because, again, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm just asking us to be in a position of empathy. And being empathetic is often uncomfortable and challenging. But, again, this is where the growth happens. And I'm sorry, not every podcast can be super sunny. Sometimes we have to get down into the dirty stuff and clear it out to make room for better things. And empathy is not always easy. So um, a lot of people feel hurt and rejected because they are judged or shamed or made fun of for being religious and having faith. And the reality is, no matter what your religion is, whether it's rooted in Christianity or Buddhism or Judaism, um, Islam, any other faith... For so many people, the thought or experience that there is a greater entity, uh, more powerful, more loving, more knowing than ourselves as humans, is extraordinarily comforting. It helps people to have guidance. It helps people to have a moral compass. Um, it helps people to not feel alone. 
and it gives them a sense of purpose and a sense of direction and a sense of um, being connected to the oneness of all that is. And religion is a wonderful, wonderful guide and source of comfort and sense of community for a lot of people. And on the other side of that, there are people who are steadfast in their agnosticism or atheism or, or who have had such terrible, terrible experiences within religion that they cannot continue down that path. And I think what this comes down to oftentimes is when I'm trying to advocate for other people, like the client that needed to have an abortion or the example I'm going to give here, people don't care until it becomes personal. And so I recall having a conversation with my in-laws um, and I wasn't trying to stir the pot. I was just curious because there's such a backlash against uh, the Catholic Church right now and so many allegations of abuse coming forward. And I was just curious. I wasn't trying to sway them either way, but I was wondering what it would take for them to stop declaring themselves Catholic or to stop attending church or to stop tithing to the church. And the answer was basically nothing. And I just sort of stoked the fire a little and I said, well, it's not personal enough to you. You know, if your sons or your grandsons had been abused by a priest, my guess is that you would not continue going to that church or supporting this organization. And they didn't really have a good answer to that. Um, so again, I think people that are religious need to be respected because it brings them great comfort. And most people who are religious are extraordinarily kind um, and live their lives peacefully and their faith is extremely important to them. And for people that are not religious, I think it's extremely important for them to feel in control of their own lives that there is no God, that they are in control of their fates. And even if there is a God, they don't need God because they want to be in control of their destiny. And being in control gives them great comfort or being philosophical or knowledgeable and studying different mythologies and philosophies um, and being intelligent makes them feel powerful and that they don't derive their power from a God or a religion. And again, I cannot stress this enough tonight. There's no one thing that is right or wrong. But if we would simply sit down at a table with one another and hear why God and religion is important to someone or why God and religion don't matter to someone, there's actually no reason that you cannot be friends. Um... I'm just, I'm feeling so, truthfully, I'm weary from last week. I'm sad from things that happened in my family and my personal life last week. But I think collectively, we are all just so psychologically and neurologically exhausted by the state of the world. And there are children sitting in cages right now at our border and 
I draw that back to thinking about World War II when people were in concentration camps and even here in the United States. Japanese American citizens, Japanese who were full-fledged American citizens, born and raised in the United States, were held in internment camps. And here we are again. Have we learned nothing? There are children sitting in cages at the border. Where is the empathy? There are people that are absolutely for um, building a wall and keeping immigrants out. They feel that the country is safer. They feel that the economy is better. They feel that immigrants are um, taking jobs and vital services that American citizens need. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I do know that children sitting in cages separated from their parents is wrong. And if it happened to you and it was, again, personal, you might give pause before becoming an armchair quarterback watching the news on TV. There are people that believe in open borders and welcoming refugees and giving asylum. I don't know if that's right or wrong. There are certainly people that come into this country that do intend harm, that uh, I'm not quite sure how to say it, so I'm not, I'm not going to continue that thought. But I think there is something to be said about ensuring that if you're here, that you are legal and that you are paying taxes and that you are honoring American culture um, so I, I can see both sides, but I cannot see any justification in children sitting in cages. I think there's a real lack of empathy right now, and I'm just weary. I'm just weary in general, and I want us to start listening to each other and to cease and desist with the judgments and the hatred. Listen. We have all kinds of people here. We have people who are hardcore vegans. We have people who are omnivores. We have people that are monogamous and we have people that have open marriages and are swingers. We have people that love to be outside. We have people who live their whole lives watching TV and being on the internet. We are a melting pot. There is not any one way that is the absolute truth but we have got to start listening to each other and engaging with each other and practicing empathy. Because if you can even for five minutes put yourself in a position of someone who is the complete opposite of you, your heart might soften just a little bit. And that's really what I want. You don't have to agree on things, but we do have to cooperate if we're going to continue to survive. I don't want there to be any more division. I want black people to feel safe. I want police officers to feel safe. I want religious people to feel safe. I want children to feel safe. I want people to feel accepted for the decisions that they're making, even if they don't agree with it. So I don't wanna really get any more personal. Um, I would just like to say that I've really tried to practice in my life being a person who has every kind of friend. So I do have people that are 
extraordinarily religious. I do have friends that are atheists and nothing will change their mind. I have people who love our current president. I have people who would love to see our current president shot in the face. I have friends that are vegan. I have friends that are vegetarian. Um, I have friends that believe and love Reiki as much as I do. And I have friends that think it's complete imagination station. And I really pride myself on being a person who's very accepting and open to being challenged and to thinking about things differently. So what I want you to take away from this tonight is honor who you are and what you believe in. But also honor that same thing in someone else. So, you know, there are rich people, there are poor people, there are people that have a lot, there are people that are struggling. I'm going to be completely honest. Having money does not make you an asshole. Being an atheist does not make you an asshole. Eating meat does not make you an asshole. Having a shitty attitude and dismissing other people because they're different from you, that makes you an asshole. So I want you to go out into the world this week and practice empathy. And if you need help or you need encouragement, then you can always call me. You can send me a message. You can email me. Let me know how I can be supportive or walk you through it because I do it in my own life and I do it with my clients every day, helping to see the perspective of someone else that hurts them or offends them or puzzles them. I hope next week will be sunnier, but empathy is important, important work, my friends, and I, we really need to get to it. So um, I would love to hear about your experiences this week or a population or mindset that challenges you because part of my job here on earth is to spread the love and increase the peace. So let's do that this week by being empathetic and being kind and accepting people for who they are as they are without trying to change them and also holding on to who we are at our core. Okay, I have to go for now. Thank you for tuning in and I promise to be a little bit sunnier next week and maybe pick an easier topic. Take care, dear ones. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at sheeler.net. Hope to hear from you soon.